What's going on, guys? My name is Soul, and you are about to listen to Flag Captured, a podcast about video games that is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and also Spotify. If you have any of those and you prefer to listen to any of this on any of those, then do the damn thing and listen however you want. All right, guys. Enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flag Captured. We're doing a little bit of a solo podcast today, but uh, there are some very important things I would like to talk to you guys about because one of the biggest pieces of news happened over uh, this little break. You know, it's it's been a couple days since we've talked to each other, so I, I feel like uh, there's not an insane amount to catch up on, but there's this one big piece of giant news that happened. So if you are a Destiny or Bungie or hell, even an Activision fan, the most giant of bombshells happened this week. And that is that Bungie and Activision are officially calling it quits. They are breaking up with one another. This is probably the biggest breakup in history. <laughs> it's a little facetious, not entirely true, but right now, right now, this is the biggest breakup that we've had in a very long time. Two giants of the gaming industry no longer working with each other. So Activision and Bungie no longer working with each other, but but do not fret if you are a fan of Destiny 2. They uh Bungie is is what I'm saying. Bungie they still have publishing rights to Destiny, and apparently uh, the deal that they have struck is allowing both companies to work and update and upgrade and make sure that the current version of Destiny 2 on to, I think it's the last DLC, uh, that they are all um, all hands on deck with keeping that updated and ready and uh, working. So... Destiny 2 is not dead. It is still just, uh, I, you know, I don't know if it's in, in like a weird limbo right now. I guess we can kind of wait and see. This all coming after one of the hardest puzzles that Destiny has or Bungie has ever produced. It's just kind of funny, actually, that, you know, there, there's a bunch of memes going around saying like, man, that, that puzzle was so hard. Even Activision said, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, obviously has nothing to do with any of that but you know let's let's talk about the implications that this could possibly have on destiny itself because if if you know me you know that i am a giant fan of destiny i love that game so much even when it was terrible which i guess you could make the argument that it's always kind of been terrible but it's been terrible in a um a beautiful way, and I, I know that I know that doesn't make any sense. Okay, to, especially if you are viewing this game from maybe an outside perspective, you're thinking how how can something be terrible in a beautiful way? Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a there's a grind. There's like an addicting grind to that game that is just super satisfying. If especially if you have friends, but is the game going to die? I don't know. I don't think it's going to, but there might not be a sequel for a while. 
you know, I, I guess I guess I have to think about that. Is there going to be a Destiny 3? How much is Destiny 2 going to be supported and for how long are the servers going to be up? You know, I don't know personally the details of this deal. I'm not even entirely sure if the deal details have been uh, publicized. I don't know if exactly what is happening or why it happened or what's going on has actually been leaked or you know publicized put out for uh, public consumption because most of the time these things are not like that you know you hear rumblings or uh like you know a little bit little bit of a leak somewhere somebody's like oh man you know don't talk about this it's under nda or you know there's like legal implications of leaking that stuff but it happens anyway you know so you know as far as i know i i don't i'm not aware of the actual legal or uh, non-legal, like the, just just the implications of of what's happening. So, what is what is going to happen? I, I'm not entirely sure. You know, the the third game, which we all kind of slated to be out next year. Next year, meaning I well, I guess technically this year, 2019, September 2019, we were kind of expecting either a giant update or maybe you know, um, some sort of announcement. I guess if it was a, a, a proper sequel, they would have already said something about it by now. So maybe that's a little out of the question. Thinking a little bit too much there. But um, I don't know the exact deal that Activision and Bungie had to begin with. And that's, in that's very important in the conversation that we are about to have. Because most of the time, when... Um, a, a publisher like this is under contract with a big giant developer or a developer is under contract with a big publisher like that they always not always they, they always they, they they kind of have these certain deals i don't know what they're called you know i, I this i'm very informed <laughs> i'm very informed obviously but we're gonna we're gonna trudge through this so if let's just say for the sake of argument soul me i am under contract with i don't know apple okay and I am developing a, a script or a game or so, just something for Apple, right? And I, I am currently under contract with Apple. And I start working on something else on the side, but I'm not telling anybody. Now, usually, anything that is worked on while under contract with, you know, in this example, Apple, regardless if it's being contracted to me or not, Apple owns. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that that's not the deal that Destiny or Bungie has with Activision. Because if that were the case, I do not think that Bungie would be walking away from Activision with the publishing rights to Destiny. But I don't know if the deal that they have struck with this breakup is only for future titles and that's very important because if it's only for future titles and that means that destiny 3 is very very far away because now they have to start from scratch and if they have to start from scratch who knows when the third game is actually going to happen or if it's ever going to happen you know are they going to move on to a completely new ip if they do that, what will that be? What will that consist of? You know, how long is it going to be until Bungie 
produces a new video game because I, you know, I I am obsessed with <laughs> Bungie's legacy. You know, I, I'm a giant Halo fan. I love Destiny. You know, two two of probably the biggest games of my entire life come from this developer. So the uh, the future of being up in the air like this is it's not terrifying, but it's just kind of like, well, wow, you know, what am I gonna do? If Bungie is no longer making a game for the next, like, three years. And is Destiny 2 going to be supported in those three years? I'm going to assume that the servers, you know, the, the game is going to be running, but is there going to be content? Probably not. You know, the the content that's happening or currently happening right now is is probably going to be it. You know, whatever they were under contract to do up uh through the annual pass you know after after the annual pass it's it's over that's that's my assumption you know I, I don't know why it wouldn't be that way to be quite honest with you if you were trying to get out of a deal with a giant publisher like that and you were slated for just a certain amount of content and you were kind of done and you know i, I guess that that would be that would be all that you'd want to do is up through the annual pass and then be done. But that, you know, that all depends on whether this this little squabble, if you can even call it that, you know, I'm not even maybe it's it's a parting of ways for monetary reasons. Maybe it's a parting of ways for creative differences. I, I don't know. I don't. This doesn't have the same stink on it as Bungie trying to leave Microsoft because that was really, I don't want to say toxic, but it, it kind of seemed like it really wasn't, you, you know, the the best breakup of all time. Uh, for, for obvious reasons, you know, Bungie kind of, in my opinion, built the Xbox. Without Halo, there would be no Xbox. And, you know, without Microsoft, would Bungie have done anything uh you know would hey would halo have been a a sony thing i don't think sony would have picked it up i don't know why i think that i think maybe maybe i just have it painted in my head that microsoft is like this <laughs> this this giant oh we, we swooped this developer up and now we're uh we're championing them but i you know bungie built the xbox so let's just be honest let's let's just be completely and utterly honest here bungie built the xbox without halo there would be no xbox you know, and vice versa. So I can understand why Microsoft was very, very adamant about trying to keep them. And, you know, but once again, the uh, the IP that built their entire empire, the Xbox, potentially going away. It's not really uh, something that you would want for your company. I, I At least I don't think so. If you're smart anyway, you wouldn't want that to be happening. So... You can kind of, you know, give them a break on that one because I wouldn't want them to leave either. Um, yeah, so, I mean, just a lot of things are up in the air right now. I really wanted to kind of talk about it because of, you know, the amount of time, effort, and sweat, tears, <laughs> all of that sort of stuff that I've put into Destiny. There's no way that I wasn't going to talk about it this week. Um, I'm I'm excited. Because I do think that Activision may be a little bit of a hamper uh, on Destiny. Meaning, I don't even know if that's the right word to use there. They're, um, I think they kind of hold Destiny back a little bit. And I I don't have any like major examples other than microtransactions. 
and you know just the overall maybe creative direction of destiny and destiny 2 i you know i just i think that activision may have a little bit of a hand in making sure that certain quotas get met that without them might actually make the experience of destiny or playing destiny just a little bit better and that's that's all that's all we can hope for is that things just get a little bit better I'm hearing rumblings as well that Bungie might be partnering with the Epic Store or the Epic Launcher. Now, I don't know if that means that they're going to switch to a completely different engine or not, which I do know that that engine that Destiny is built on is is apparently an, a holy terror or an unholy terror, I guess I would say, uh, to work with, which is Part of the reason why the first one was kind of a jumbled mess and why nothing was really getting fixed in a timely fashion because it apparently takes forever to fix anything in that engine. So maybe if we switch over to the Unreal Engine, maybe, you know, maybe it can be a little bit easier to pump out content and stuff like that. But, but will it feel like destiny because one of the landmark things about that game is how it feels it feels amazing to shoot these weapons every weapon has a different style every shot you feel every single weapon having its own differences you know these perks actually matter the the reloads feel a certain way the recoil feels a certain way when every time you pull the trigger just the animations of you know, which way the gun sway It's just, it's, it's actually pretty intensive. If you've played any sort of a length of destiny, you, you can attest to how the game feels. So will switching, if they are doing this, you know, once again, we don't know if they're actually switching, but let's just say hypothetically, if they do switch to a different engine to build the game, can they put that same feeling of destiny into a new engine i don't know i don't know you know this is this is obviously coming from someone who's never tried to develop a game or you know the i don't really insanely know the differences between engines i just know that if you do switch engines it can you know you you, you are used to doing something a certain way for x amount of years switching to a completely different engine you know it might just take some time to figure it out and they can surely do that but there might just be like the, the the most subtle difference that will throw the game off possibly or maybe it's not the engine that is being switched maybe it's just the launcher you know destiny 3 or whatever they decide to do next will be available on the epic launcher and not steam or obviously not the blizzard app anymore because you know they're parting ways they're breaking up so why would you if you're if you're trying to get away from your ex, you know, you don't, you don't want to live at her house or his house. You don't want to live at their house. You want to stay away as much as possible, be independent, do your own thing, prove to your ex that you don't need that. You don't need any of their shit. <laughs> you don't need their launching or you don't need their host. You don't, you don't need to be hosted by your ex. That's all I'm trying to say. So I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully, this doesn't mean the end of Destiny. I hope that this actually means a brighter future for Destiny and that we can see a little bit more experimentation, too. You know, maybe, you know, this is all hypothetical and, you know, maybe this never happened, but 
I would like to think that there is probably a situation where Bungie, someone at Bungie, maybe Luke Smith, maybe somebody else, who knows, was sitting around and had like a really great idea, but it was kind of risky, you know? And when they pitched the idea to Activision, they said no because of the risk, which as a giant developer like that, you would probably want to do because, you know, sometimes risks can have, you know, high risk, high reward, but you could also lose your ass, you know? If it's too risky, you you risk losing too much. And I would like to think that there was probably maybe just some like some amazing experimental idea that Destiny had that was turned down that maybe we can see in the next one. What that is, I don't know. And maybe it might end up being terrible. And, you know, we'll we'll be on here on Flag Capture talking about how terrible that was and how I was wrong. And that I should never try to predict anything and I should stop being excited for things that are potentially terrible. <laughs> but we're looking at the we're, we're looking at the silver lining here. Purely a silver lining thing. I would like to think there's some experimental things that Destiny or Bungie would love to do. I keep saying Destiny instead of just Bungie. I, I, that Bungie would love to do that maybe they couldn't do because of Activision. And I, I want to see that because I think I think. I think whoever is going to fund the next Destiny, whether that be Bungie themselves or some other uh, publisher, I would like to think they're like, you know, on board and they're like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm all in. You guys know what you're doing. Let's just let's get it done. And that's what I want from Destiny 3. I just want uh, all of the risks that they would want to take if they all, if they want to take any, I just, I just want it to be amazing and also like slightly different because then that would just kind of prove to me that maybe Activision was just a, just enough of a problem to cause all of the things that people were, uh, complaining about the game. And then like, imagine destiny three just fixes everything that's wrong with the game, you know, then was it Activision? Was it Activision the entire time? Or maybe they've just learned from two games, two releases, two full releases, two, you know, big AAA title games. Maybe they've just learned how to finely tune the third one and they finally get it right on the third one. I don't know. A lot of people think that happened with Halo as well. You know, Halo was really good. Halo 2, people were kind of eh, on. They kind of follow the same pattern. Maybe it's just Bungie's way. Of developing games. They they have a really great idea. It's executed really well. People like it. The second one just kind of like, ah, you know, <laughs> kind of lackluster fanfare. I don't agree. I think Halo 2 is actually, Halo 2 is my favorite game of all time uh, for, for multiple reasons, but that's neither here nor there. And then, you know, the third one is seen to be as the best halo so maybe the third destiny is where they finally get it right third time's the charm for bungie they're gonna get it right and everything's gonna be gravy and then they'll have something after the third one that will completely ruin everything halo 3 odst i said it yeah i said it i said it internet come at me halo 3 odst is not a very good game but you know it's an experience no you know what hold on hold on let's back up just a second because halo 3 was or halo 3 odst was a very experimental game so maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should hamper the experiments just a little bit maybe maybe just maybe just a little bit 
But we've, we've spent 20 minutes talking about Destiny and Bungie. Uh, if, if you guys know me, you know that I'm just obsessed with Bungie in general, but Destiny as well. So I, I, there's, I had to talk about it, but we can, uh, we can move on. We can move on. The, uh, the next thing that I need to talk about, too, and I know we've talked about it every single episode so far, but Resident Evil 2 had a one-shot demo yesterday. Or the day, no, the day before yesterday from this recording, it was on Friday, and we played it on stream. If you were there, thank you so much for showing up. If you weren't there, hey, you missed out because that demo is amazing. Let me talk about it. This this demo, good God, I, I, I it was so much better than I thought it was going to be. I can't even begin to explain. It felt so good. And I still don't know if it's just because I'm not used to PC games or or what it is. Because, I mean, we did play both the Xbox and the PC demo. And we're going to get to that in a second. But we're talking purely the PC demo right now. That demo was better than anything that Capcom has released Resident Evil-wise in a very long time. I think that that demo was better than 7 it was obviously better than 6. It was better than 5. It was better than Revelations or Revelations 2. And it was only 30 minutes long. I had much more fun playing a 30-minute demo than I have had playing full releases of Resident Evil titles in the past, I don't know, 10 years? I don't know how many years. A long time is my entire point. I am so excited for Resident Evil 2. I can't even be there. There are no words. There are no words, you know, and this could be a little bit of a bias. You know, Resident Evil 2 is my all time favorite Resident Evil game. Uh, that that entire story, the entire like just everything about the, the second game is is far better than any of the other ones, in my opinion, you know. Leon's my boy, <laughs> but no, I, on a serious note, like that, that game is, is it holds a lot to me personally. So maybe it could be that just seeing the raccoon city police department, the police station in such high res and so good lighting. Oh my God. Let's the lighting in this game is absolutely insane. I think I commented on it like a good 5,000 times. When we were playing the demo, the the lighting in this game is insanity and it comes through on both the console and the PC. It's not just one or the other, which which surprised the hell out of me. Obviously, it's a lot more high definition and looks a little bit better on on the PC, but that's kind of a no brainer, right? You obviously you would expect the PC to run better and look better. That's just duh. But it does, I mean, it shines through on the console as well. It's not just the PC, which was surprising. The only the only downfall that I can see of the console is the controller. And that could be a personal problem too. And, you know, if you're used to controller uh, and, and you just, you, you can't do mouse and keyboard like I was a couple months ago, you, you know, obviously it's going to be, well, this is easier. I don't know what he's talking about. But I've done nothing but play mouse and keyboard for the past couple of months. So now I'm used to aiming with a mouse. And trying to aim on that game with the right stick was kind of hard. In a, in a Resident Evil type of way. Meaning that if you've played any of the other Resident Evils, 
you could kind of you can kind of feel a little bit of not sloppiness but it is it's not insanely accurate I don't I don't think there's a resident an over-the-shoulder Resident Evil that is very insanely accurate it always feels kind of warbly for lack of a better word it's wobbly I don't, I don't know how to explain it but if you've played an over-the-shoulder Resident Evil you know what I'm talking about so I mean if you're a purist you might enjoy that you might enjoy the fact that Resident Evil 2 the remake has that warbly weird feeling that all of the other over-the-shoulder Resident Evils do. But I, after playing it on mouse and keyboard where it was ridiculously accurate, I, uh, I, I couldn't do it. But let's talk about the PC real quick. Or, you know, at least let's just talk about the demo. So shooting zombies in this game feels so incredibly satisfying. There was something about the way that the bullets would connect with like parts of the body of these zombies. It felt so fucking satisfying to shoot things. And it didn't even matter. Like it didn't matter where we were shooting them. It didn't matter. Head, face, neck, chest, arm, didn't matter. It felt amazing every single time. And one of the things that I noticed is that when you are shooting these zombies, where you are hitting them is taking damage. And it's not just, you know, run-of-the-mill damage JPEG things on, on, a, on a body. It looks like pieces of these zombies are actually coming off exactly where you hit them. It, it seems like where no matter where you hit on the zombie's body, there is a specific damage... Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It just, it the, the the damage on these zombies is incredibly real. To the point to where we shot one of those big zombies in the demo twice in the arm. I think it was only twice. And his arm actually fell off from the, uh, okay, so let's say you shot him twice on the left side of the arm. So that would mean the right side of the arm would still be kind of attached, but that's where it like, it kind of dangled for a second and fell off. So you can actually remove limbs with bullets in this game. So that's how realistic the damage is on these zombies. It's nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. And it's just, it's so damn satisfying. And one of the things that I also noticed, which I haven't confirmed, you know, only played 30 minutes of the same demo, so we'll see. But it looks like if you do not destroy these zombies completely, if you don't destroy their heads completely, they come back. So I was shooting zombies maybe three, four times in the head and they would go down. And everything seemed fine. But then... You know, we would go solve a puzzle or try to find, you know, this, uh, the, the answer to this safe or this combination or yada, yada. We were trying to find the answers to all of that stuff. If uh, we were off somewhere trying to find that and we would come back, I would notice that, wait, this zombie that is now in front of me has damage on it. I think we, yeah, we've already tried to kill this zombie. I think we killed this zombie and there is a specific animation for a head that is completely destroyed. I think it splits right down the middle. And I think that right there is the tell of, okay, this, this guy's not coming back. 
But if you don't get that, I believe that they can come back, which is amazing. <laughs> that is so amazing because that means that, you know, our ammo is becoming even more precious than it already was. And that was another thing that we're going to get into as well. The the ammo on the Xbox, since I was missing more shots, it was definitely more scarce. So shoot responsibly, shoot carefully, make sure that your aim is on point if you play this game because ammo, at the very least for this demo, was very scarce. Uh, good luck. Good luck. That's all I can say. And that's bringing it back. We're bringing it back to the roots of exactly why I love these games. Survival horror, true survival horror, being in situations that uh, are tense, terrifying. You know, are we going to survive this? I don't have enough of this. Are we going to be able to get through this? I don't know. I don't have this item. Can we do this? Uh, just those moments in that game, in those older games, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for in this remake. And I hope that they can bring that back. And the one thing of it is, it, it, did, it felt like the second game. I can't explain it. I did say that on stream that it, it feel, it felt, it, obviously it's a completely different game. It's rebuilt from the ground up. It's now over the shoulder Everything about it is different, but it still felt like I was playing Resident Evil 2. And that is the best thing that I could ever possibly ask of Capcom. Is that they just somehow pull that off. And from what I've seen from the demo, they've done it. So I, I can't be any happier from what I've seen. I, I hope this game is incredibly long. I hope it's a 60-hour sludge fest of survival horror. I hope that we just can play the hell out of it and live in Raccoon City for as long as we possibly can and that it remains fun the entire time. That's my only other request. <laughs> it's a giant request, but I just I hope that it's very long and it's fun the entire time. Obviously, there are going to be moments that aren't so much fun. You know, but that's the challenge of survival horror. But speaking purely of the demo, it was fun the entire time. There's there was so much in the the police department that we could solve. There was medallions. There was a safe that I couldn't find the combination for. There were like these weird lockers that I couldn't find. Uh, you could only open certain lockers in this. You know locker room tie style deal it was like a it was like an electronic locker room and i i don't know um what else was there there was uh well the, we we saw a little bit a little like a couple frames of the liquor which we we know that's been confirmed it's going to be in there but it was it was very resident evil 2 the way that they did that you crawled over a window i thought we were going to see it in the demo but they just they just a little bit of a cock tease there and that's fine <laughs> we we do we know we know what's coming if you've played we know we know capcom we're on to you we know what's going on uh yeah the the, the just the police department seemed adequately sized it was it was a giant police department you know when you play the old one it's decently sized especially from the outside but not so much the inside 
the map in this game is really cool too apparently it changes color depending on if you've found all of the items in a certain area which is going to help out a shit ton because uh, it seems like there's going to be a lot of puzzles to solve in this game and i am i'm i'm ready i am fucking ready and i hope that you guys are ready too because regardless if you're ready or not it's coming it's coming <laughs> all right there's one more thing i want to talk about today and we're going to try to make this actually i was going to say we're going to try to make this a little quick but it's probably going to be very quick because i'm not really super well versed on the game itself because i've only played about 30 minutes of it there is a new free-to-play game coming out on the 17th on steam in early access called breach that's b-r-e-a-c-h breach so this game number one let's talk about the art whoever does the art for this game needs a raise because the art made me want to play this game it i can't explain it you just you have to see it the art direction of this game is amazing it it seems to be a dungeon crawler with almost shades of world of warcraft or some sort of mmo style combat meaning uh when you're on your keyboard you press one for a certain attack or a certain ability and you have alts it, it's it's a it's a weird mixture of a bunch of different games you know alts being uh overwatch like that sort of deal uh some of the assets of the art direction in the game kind of do remind me of overwatch uh but only only um like ui components it's not the character design or anything like that the character design kind of seems slightly unique you know they are kind of following the same sort of character creation not character creation character design i guess that we're kind of seeing a lot of this like punky pink purpley colored looking thing i don't know i guess you could maybe say the graphics of this game slightly resemble like a pseudo fortnite but way less cartoony if that makes any it's a, it's kind of smoothed over i don't know it's it's very hard to explain it's it's something that you just kind of have to see for yourself um, the game is mixing dungeon crawling and mythology together. So some of the missions that I did play ended in boss battles with actual Egyptian gods like Anubis or Ra and like stuff like that. And apparently you can have some sort of veil demon that also can summon these demons as well, uh, which is pretty goddamn cool. It's it's pretty cool. The uh, the gameplay itself is pretty damn smooth. I'm playing an alpha test right now, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's obviously going to get better as time goes along. And when it comes out on the 17th, it is still early access. It's not even a full release, but it is free to play. Unlocking characters is what seems to be at least the system of unlocking characters in this game so far. Uh, seems to be not very insanely difficult. You collect gold throughout the missions. You even get loot and drops from missions that you failed. You don't even have to complete the missions fully. Obviously, you get less if, uh, if you fail the missions, but it doesn't seem like you're getting screwed over if you can't beat the bosses because the bosses, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, 
the little bit that I've played, obviously I'm not leveled up. My character's not insanely leveled up yet, but the bosses are insanely hard. They are incredibly difficult to actually uh, defeat. So there's a, a lot of teamwork going on in this too. Uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think I mentioned that yet, but there is you have a four person team, so it is kind of like uh, um, a World of Warcraft style deal. I think that it's even going to get deeper because I, I to beat these bosses efficiently, we're gonna have to have DPS tanking and range and a healer. You know, I think there's only four slots. I think it's four or five slots. Um, that you can have with you while you're defeating these bosses. So they are two DPS, one tank, maybe just somebody pulling aggro and everyone, you know, maybe one or two people healing. I honestly think that we're going to have to start doing that to defeat some of these bosses because it looks like, I mean, if, if, if these are just the tip of the iceberg, it's going to get very difficult. But if you are interested in playing breach, it is in alpha today. Well, this weekend. So by the time you hear this, you might not be able to get into the alpha but if you are hearing this very early it is still sunday if it's still the 13th of january then you can go to playbreach.com sign up and you can get a alpha key there and play you know at least the alpha check it out see if it's it's worth uh your time your energy and if it's uh if it's if it's obviously not the 13th then the 17th of January, which is this coming Friday from the time of this recording, it's going to be an early access on Steam. It's free to play. So just download it, check it out, play with your friends. If you don't have anybody to play it with, I mean, hell, if you're listening to this, if you don't have anybody to play with, just hit me up. Twitch.tv slash soul. And uh, I'm probably going to be playing that for, you know, at least until Resident Evil comes out. Check it out. Uh, what I've played of it is really fun. It seems really super in-depth. I had um, uh, one, somebody who was on the team who made the game, I believe, was in my channel when I was playing it, or at least that's what I was told. And they were kind of walking me through some of the the easier, you know, beginning stuff. So I was just kind of like more on top of things while I was playing it. And uh, it, it seems a hell of a lot more in-depth. It was like a giant info dump. So anytime that you walk into a game like that and it's a big info dump, you know that there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to have to learn. But there's, you know, you can change classes at any point in time. Your character remains the same. They're adding in uh, character creation, appear or appearance changes, stuff like that. I mean, the, the gear that I've seen so far seems really cool. There's uh, multiple classes that you can, I mean, the, the usual classes, you know, like your DPS classes, your healer classes, your pet classes, it, like they, your rogues, they, they pretty much, they, they got everything, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty extensive and apparently you can mix abilities between classes and all types of shit. You can really actually play this game the way that you want to play it. And I'm excited for it. So we're going to be playing that on the 17th. And if we super enjoy that, then we can all play. I mean, it's free. It's free. If you have a PC and you're watching me on Twitch and this game is free and you're not playing with me, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> so yeah, the 17th breach, as I said, if, you, if, if it's still Sunday, playbreach.com, go there, check it out. And you know what? Even if it's not the 17th, or even if it's not the 13th, listen, go to playbreach.com, check out the damn game, 
and tell me what you think. Leave a comment. Tell me what's up. Be like, man, this game is awesome. I love it. I can't wait to play this. Thank you, Soul, for t letting me know about this game. Or maybe, maybe you hated it. Maybe you're like this is looks like everything else. I hate you, Soul. <laughs> Don't ever suggest a game to me again. Which, whichever, you know, give me, give me your feedback on said game. I would love it. But I, yeah, that's. I think that's gonna be it for me tonight. I mean, I didn't really have an insane amount to talk about. Uh, solo show today. If you guys enjoyed the solo show, please let me know. Um, I was actually, you know, confession time. I was a little bit afraid of doing this alone because I, I was scared that I wouldn't have much to talk about, but I really miss under, I, I, I underestimated my ability to ramble on about nothing. <laughs> I, I really did underestimate myself. I can really truly ramble on about nothing for a very long time and still try, you know, semi-interesting. So if you guys enjoyed the, uh, the rantings and ravings of a solo person gone mad about video games, please leave a like on this, wherever you are, um, rate it, give it a rating, give it a five star rating. I don't know. Share it with your friends. I, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. If you know anyone who would enjoy this style of podcasting, please share this with them, tell them that it exists. And that's going to be it for me today or this week, I guess. Maybe we can do some like little tinier solo shows, you know, it, I mean, this, this whole thing was supposed to be a solo show to begin with, but bouncing things off of people is always fun. So special guests will happen. But anyway, I'm rambling on again about nothing and not being interesting. So that's going to be it for this week's edition of Flag Captured. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, you're an amazing individual and you're a bright and shining star and all other sorts of types of very positive things. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for Flag Captured. My name is Soul, and I will see you next week. Peace.